I'm Jamie. And I'm Charlotte. And you're listening to With With Relish. Relish. Every time I hear that, I always say, boom, boom, boom. And then my thought goes to elevators. And then I start thinking about elevator music. It's like a weird deja vu I have every time we go to um, record. (laughs) Like this weird time. Every time I hear it, I go, da-da-da. And then it's just silence. Like, I expect an announcement to come on over some kind of, like, overhead speaker system. I know. Like, when you're in school. It's so funny as well because no one can hear that except us. So, like, our listeners are like, (laughs) what? But basically, when we record a podcast, we have a bot recording our podcast because we're cool like that. But also, we're just... We can't be yeah. in the same city. So. I have the technology skills of a boomer. So I am just like, every time it basically says that it's recording, it makes a noise that goes, bum, bum, bum. And then it goes, now recording in this really weird robotic voice. And that's what you guys who are listening don't hear that cracks Jamie and I up. <laughs> and then I just want to be like, good morning, right, Al? Hi. <laughs> yes. Good morning, teacher. Anyway, uh, New Year's Eve traditions. Yes. I had a quick wait. mini like moment where I was like, wait, am I on the right episode? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you um, are. I'm just going to take a sip of tea because I have hay fever and I sound like a frog. It's so hot. It is stinking hot. I'm literally, Jamie and I are wearing... <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and I are wearing. What are you wearing? <laughs> well, uh, I'm sipping on very fucking hot tea. Um, oh hashtag my! Sponsored. <laughs> hashtag sponsored. And I'm wearing a sports bra and underwear because I'm so hot. Like temperature hot, but also hot. We're we're both wearing sports bras and underwears. It was quite funny when we got on the call. And we were like, oh, twinsies, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Um, looking good, looking sporty. We're given today. My tea <laughs> is actually lukewarm because I have it in a giant cup and it's half fit. But it is a chocolate flavored tea. Oh, stop! I want mm-hmm. chocolate flavored tea. God damn it, that sounds it's, divine. It's like chocolatey, coconutty flavor. It's so good. Yum. Well, I'm drinking Honey and Sons Jasmine. This was my most recent. Oh. Uh, mail order that I got. It was uh, one of the classic tins. You know, not like their really fancy, luxurious um, bigger tins that you got. You got some, because you got some flavoured teas. I've mm. just got like a very um, kind of like their general classic tea flavoured. I mean, they're still pretty <laughs> fancy tins. They are, yeah. It's um, just the one that's like black rather than having yes. the fancy pattern on it. Yes. Yep. So I got some new, uh, what did I get? I got loose leaf peppermint and I got loose leaf jasmine because mm. they're two of my absolute faves. And also Logan really likes peppermint tea. And so I got that for him and I to enjoy as well. The rest of mine, he Here. doesn't get much. <laughs> so that's the great thing about James. He only likes standard, extra strong black tea. So I don't have to share my tea at all. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, Logan loves a good, like, just a classic black tea. Um, and so, like, if I'm making a cuppa, that's what that means. I'll be like, you want a cuppa? And, like, I'll make myself a cup of yeah. tea and I'll make him a cup of tea. And that's just black tea with, like, a little bit of milk 
um, neither of us have sugar in our tea. But um, yeah, I'm very excited about this this jasmine blend though. It's so beautiful and it smells delicious. Like it smells so Ooh. earthy and it. I love the smell of jasmine. It's very nostalgic for me. It reminds me of my childhood because I feel like every house I ever lived in had jasmine. So it mm-hmm. just is like a recurring plant of my childhood. So I love it. It's my fave. Cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so <right>. today, <clears throat> when we're getting into it now, I guess, uh, we're talking about New Year's Eve traditions. And I think you're up yes, first, right? I am. And in the spirit of New Year's Eve countdowns, we are going to count down the three weirdest New Year's Eve food traditions that I could find on the internet. We, I am excited. Oh, so you've got three. Yes. That's so exciting. I've got two, which is less exciting. All right. I'm, it's I'm still ver- exciting. Jamie literally messaged me midweek and was like, I'm so excited for my episode. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, I've got to get my shit together. So <laughs> she's. Yes. Okay. I'm going to share the goodness. All right. So the third weirdest New Year's Eve food tradition. Uh, is coming in at the least bizarre of the three because I can see the logic behind it. Okay, so imagine you're Dutch and the goddess Perkta, I'm going to deliver it with confidence, I did not look up how it's pronounced. It's spelt like Perchta, but I'm going to go Perkta, is flying around with her evil spirits, just checking in on whether you've been good or bad this year. If you're good, you'll get a silver coin. If you're bad, the spirits will slice your belly open and stuff you with hay. Ooh, like a little scarecrow. Yeah, you know, just casual New Year's Eve shenanigans. (laughs) I kind of want to see that happen. (laughs) Yeah. Well, obviously, you'll see that happen because there is a chance you've been bad. And you will want to take preventative measures before Perkta goes all slice dicer on your tummy. slice dicer slice dicer Chicken legs, chicken legs. <laughs> if you know that reference, high five to you. I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> um, so the logical thing to do is eat heaps of fried food so her sword slides right off your greasy gullet. Oh my god, ooh, the mental image. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the preferred grease carrier is Ollie Bollin. Once again, delivering with confidence. Um, deep fried donut balls covered in an avalanche of icing sugar. Ooh, yes. You say that now, but sometimes they contain raisins. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Just a way to go and ruin it for me, Anna. Like you did not I know. have to add that sentence in the last bit there. <laughs> I could have left it out, but I didn't. <laughs> the name literally translates to oily balls, and they were... F- <laughs> You're nasty. Yep. You're nasty. Eat your oily balls. And they were first eaten back when Germanic tribes inhabiting the Netherlands were celebrating Yule. Okay. So you've got to eat your oily balls so that Perkta can't slice your belly open and stuff you with hay if you've been bad. I mean, Logical. I would. I would absolutely just risk it with the oily balls, to be honest. Yeah, 
100%. Get me a greasy gullet. Gross. <laughs> Those two words together. I don't know why. It just mm. really does it for me. I both enjoy it and really despise it. <laughs> it's the alliteration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> greasy gullet. Greasy gullet. Um, so the second weirdest New Year's food tradition. Imagine you're in downtown Boise, Boise, Ohio. Boys, Ohio. The clock strikes 12 and we cheer as a 400-pound glowing potato drops from the sky. (laughs) (laughs) These are actually fucking ridiculous. Like, you were not kidding. More than 40,000 spectators have rocked up to downtown boys to watch a crane drop a huge internally lit Idaho glow-tato in front of the historic state capitol building amid fireworks and live music. Charlotte's just slow blinking into the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Like a little toad. What is Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Also, so it's a I huge think... fake potato. Didn't you say it was a greasy potato? No, it was a glowing potato. Oh, fuck. Okay, so I heard greasy potato. And so I was like, why is she talking about so, so much greasy <laughs> things tonight? Ew. No, it's a big fake potato with lights inside it. It's 400 okay. pounds. Um. And it reminds me that we actually tried an Idaho potato. The Idaho spud. The Idaho spud on our Suspicious or Delicious IGTV series. And we were like, what the fuck is an Idaho spud? Is Idaho really big on potatoes? And I think this confirms that yes, Idaho fucking loves potatoes. Um, did you know that you must know because you are super more clued up to this with me, but I'm pretty sure there is a potato hotel in Boise. Boise? I think it's Boise. I think I was Boise? wrong. I think it's pronounced Boise. But I'm pretty sure there's a potato hotel. Like, you can go in. It's shaped like a potato. A potato. You walk into it and Wait. you stay in it. I swear I to God, to I know saw something once. Wait. So, search like Boise. Oh my Boise God, there is. Pod. There is. Wait, oh, it's called the Big Idaho Potato Hotel. <laughs> oh my god, it actually looks amazing inside. And it's, but it's a big like, potato. It's but just everything a potato inside plonk. is like pink and white. It's just one room that looks like a big potato with a door. I feel like you would love to stay there. That is so I would. you. you that is 110% my hotel room if I go See, to Idaho. Is- this is so interesting because I have never made the link. For some strange reason, I knew that that was that there was a potato hotel somewhere. Didn't link that it was in Boise. We ate the Idaho Spud treat, and now you're talking about this fucking potato thing. And I'm just like, how did I not put all of this together into a story that there is something a potato? potato theme to this place apparently specifically the hotel is shaped like a russet burbank potato wow okay um okay Okay. anyway where was i up to (laughs) anyway we could go down so many routes with this (laughs) um okay we're still on number two 
Other states in the USA also love to drop things other than party pills and the beat. Uh, Brass Town in North Carolina drops a giant opossum. Bethlehem in Pennsylvania drops a 200-pound marshmallow peep. I love peeps. I don't think I've ever eaten a peep. Oh, they are fucking good, but I just love marshmallow anything. And they're just cute. The pink ones are super cute. You can get them in all sorts of colors. I've had yellow peeps, blue peeps. They do like Christmas peeps Seen that are them. red and green. I've just not eaten them. Um, <sighs> but when you are in peeps. Auckland, the shop where I get a lot of our weird treats or suspicious or delicious from has flower-shaped um, marshmallows at the moment. Maybe Ooh. I'll get you some if you're good. Ooh, yes. I cannot wait for the world to start opening up potentially again maybe it's been two years but potentially again maybe (laughs) i want to eat more weird treats with you i want to go to countries together and find more weird treats getting weird treats into new zealand is very hard at the moment because no one is shipping containers are not stuck in the what is it the grand suez canal anymore but they are still not coming to new zealand are they they're just all parked out and and like you look out in auckland harbour there's like just chilling 10 shipping containers because they can't get into port Um, sorry i feel like i keep digressing there's just i'm just really excited to talk with you today (laughs) oh well i've got one more weird thing that drops from the sky my personal favorite after the giant glotato uh, Port Clinton, Ohio, drops a giant fish called Wiley the Walleye. Ooh. Just a normal fish? Or a, like a chocolate no, fish? No, no, a giant fish. Oh. And it's a fake fish, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a giant fake fish. That's cool. I would pay a lot yeah. of money to see that. I would... That would be awesome. Sorry, for some reason I imagined, like, a big real fish, and I was like, did they just... Did catch, they just catch, fish? like, a huge fish? But then also um, dropping it, it would explode, and that would just be nasty. No, it's quite an ugly fish. What is it's, it called? It's, it's called Wiley, the walleye. Uh, he also lights up. He's got quite a scary-looking, toothy, light-up mouth. He's not a happy-looking fish. Whoa, okay, so that looks like a really scary, like, sea bass or something. Yeah, he is a scary fish. Uh, and he drops from the sky. Wow. Oh, my God. He's big. He's got creepy fucking yeah. eyeball. He's really creepy. We'll share a photo of the creepy giant fish. He definitely deserves a spot on our feed. That's not stories. That's a feed fish. <laughs> a feed fish. Uh, I think what he's been dream. fed enough. He's fucking huge. <laughs> Bloody um, holy hit. Yeah. Oh my god, that's and so funny. What the actual yeah, fudge? Just like giant stuff. Just wrench it on a, up on a crane and then drop it. And everyone's like, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but it's cool. Also, what if I Digressing from this slightly, but this has just made me realize that I feel like we need to do an episode or even maybe like a half season or a season on food, like weird food related buildings places places that have yes. food mascots like let's do As- that like let's australia, 2022 australia has heaps of giant like Just, sculptures of food like yes. a giant pineapple and a giant banana and stuff i mean i really want to do a tour of them but then also like a little here, road trip. Like, 
Yes, exactly. Like we've got we've got a giant with a apple. carrot. We've got the we've giant got, apple. I've got a we've photo got, with the giant apple. But also we've got our own lemon and Pyroa bottle in Pyroa. So there's that as well. We've talked about oh, that before. But like down in Cromwell, there's a giant peach. Yeah. Why do? Okay. Fuck, guys, listeners. If you if you are keen on this, please let us know. Like, do you ha- or are you from somewhere? I know we have some listeners overseas because I was looking at the stats and the insights. Hello, Germany. And I would love we to know. We see like, you, you, Germany. <laughs> we see you, Germany. We see you, UK. I know there's a few of you in the US of A. Um, I didn't mean to rhyme, but if you are You're like from rapper. somewhere that has food as like a, you know, if you've got like a, a giant mascot. fucking kitschy food mascot in your town or you know somewhere. If you, you have a giant bowl of ramen, hit us up. Mm. Fuck, I love that shit. But yes, we should also do a legit giant kitschy stopover series where we just like yes. obviously start in our own country but how cool would that be going a to the road state? trip Sign we should down. just live stream it i'm gonna start mm-hmm. a twitch next year mate we're gonna start right. it okay i anyway. don't know anything about twitch because okay. i like crafts no nope, that's all right <laughs> that's, that's totally fine all you have to do is talk on camera i can suck cool. the rest of it um, Sweet. Um, okay, I've got one more weird New Year tradition. Oh my gosh. Okay, go. Right. Sorry, I feel like I have to apologize to you and to everyone <laughs> that this episode is all over the place today. <laughs> I'm enjoying right. it. Picture it. New Year's Eve, Germany. Someone presents you with a small figurine of a man bent over with his pants down and a comparatively very large gold coin protruding from between his almondy buttocks. Oh, like he's pooing it out or it's just uh-huh. sitting in between his clenched cheeks? No, no, he's pooping it out. Oh, can you yes. context this shit up for me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Geldscheisser. The name okay. Geldscheisser broadly translates to gold shitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone just wished you so much success in the new year that you'll be shitting gold coins. Wow. That is the literal meaning behind this. I mean, I've heard of, like, the sh- like you'll be shitting gold. Like, I've heard of that yeah. before. But how interesting. Are we talking, like, a little figurine? Uh, they look like they're a couple of inches tall, maybe. Uh, they're made from marzipan. And they've got little food coloring colors on them. They are. I found one and it's so cute! They're literally made of authentic German kitsch and a good dose of what the fuck is this? It's so weird looking. I'm saving this for you. They're kind of ugly. Um, And we might have the city of Goslar to thank for these peculiar good luck figures because a Goldschesser. Goldscheiser figure adorns the Kaiserwerth, a gothic building in the centre of town that once housed the Merchant Guild and is now a historic hotel. So you can go and stay in a hotel with a figure of a man pooping out a giant coin on the front of it. Oh my god, I'm here for it. It's gotta be one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever seen. 
And also I think marzipan is gross and it being in the shape of a pooping man in a hat does not make it more appealing. <gasps> I know, he's got his creepy little hat on. He's eh? got I'm his creepy so... little hat and he's like looking at you like, yeah, that's like right. Like he's winking like, yeah, look at yeah. my cheeks. I'm luckier that's than you That's right, are. I pooped out that whole coin all by myself. <laughs> Go what on, the take actual it. Take the coin. <laughs> pinch it cold out of my cold cheeks i don't know what i was trying to say i want to but... know like when you eat him do you start with the head do you start with the feet or do you start with the butt i think you probably nibble the coin out like you're motorboating him his cheeks <laughs> like you're motorboating his bum god no <laughs> just ripping a tiny no marzipan figure Honestly, no fucking clue. But um, that is super, super weird. <laughs> Sheesh, how do I even That's follow like that? That's came in at number one. <laughs> yeah, have a tiny pooping man. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, he looks, re- they really, uh... they look retro, which I love. Yeah. <clears throat> they look like they were all made in 1945 and have just been stored since then. Yeah, exactly. I'm so obsessed. That's so funny. Um, Time for an ad break. You know we drink a lot of tea, right? Uh, uh, it's us. Well, for the whole of season five, we'll be drinking Honey and Sons tea because we love them and they love us. Ooh, yum! Which tea is your favourite? Harris tea. It's fruity, vanilla-y black tea. Which is your favourite? Definitely gotta say Cinnamon Sunset. You know I love spice. If you love tea as much as Jamie and I do, though, make sure you head over to honeyteas.co.nz if you're based in Aotearoa. Or they have a whole bunch of international sites, too. Honey.com, honeyshop.eu, honeyteas.com.au... Oh, there's a whole heap, and now I'm rambling. I'll just drink your tea. Okay, so, apart from lots of alcohol and eating lots of yummy leftovers still from Christmas, this is what New Year's means to me, New Year's Eve in some Latin American countries means potentially choking on grapes in order to get 12 months worth of luck. Now, is it worth it? I don't know. You need to decide. But have you heard of this tradition? I mean, do I get good luck if I choke on other things? Mm. Although I guess it'd have to be 12 of them and I'm not really down for that. No. No. That's a lot. That's I a mean, lot. I have trouble finding one thing that I want to choke on, so. <laughs> uh, so anyway, many Latin American countries have adopted the Spanish and Portuguese ritual of eating 12 grapes at midnight, one grape down the hatch as each bell rings at the start of the new year. I just couldn't stop laughing while I was writing this and reading about it. Because this is the forgive me but this is just the stupidest thing i think i've ever heard and i was like there are gonna be so many drunkards who just choke to death like i just like the hot dog episode all over again because i feel like a grape is also the perfect size to block 
your airway. I know. I don't know if it's stupider one. than eating greasy food so someone can't cut your stomach open, though. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of weird grease in this episode. I don't know, but um, those who managed to gulp down the 12 grapes in time without choking, which is universally considered to be quite unlucky, obviously. Yeah, choking will do that. (laughs) So those lucky few are assured good luck for the future and the year ahead. So getting those grapes down here means that you will, you know, you're, you're building up that luck for the 12 months ahead. So I was like, where does this come from and why? And it was a little tricky to find, but the tradition seems to date back to around the, like, early. You've frozen. After an exceptional harvest. So it was like a way to... It was a marketing. It was marketing. It was marketing. Early what thing is marketing? Eighteenth century marketing. Nineteenth no. Nineteenth century is not. What year was it? Nineteen ten ish. Nineteen oh nine. That's the twentieth century. You go up one. You go up one. I knew it was one on either side. I couldn't remember. So like the seventeenth. The 1700s are the 18th century. 18th century, yes. So the 1900s are the 20th century. It makes no sense to me either, but that's how it works. You'd think the 19th century would be the 1900s. Would be the 1900s. To make it easy you would, for everyone. Right? But anyway. You'd think. Yeah. You know Probably. who came up with that? A man. Probably. <laughs> mm. So it was a grand marketing thing, basically. And for those who don't know their geography... Cante is a Spanish port town that honestly looks like a dream. I googled it, sun-soaked, stunning architecture, oceanside gorgeousness, one for the bucket list, I tell you. Take me there. Take me there now so I can choke on some grapes. Same. Now, back to the grapes. The favoured way to do this whole process is to actually take a bite and then swallow the grape halves whole. Now, you've got to think about this. You're doing the, the countdown. So every countdown, you're swallowing one grape, biting it's it. It's like one prior. per second, basically, or one per 1.5 seconds, depending on how loud your bell tolls, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So you're supposed to, like, the, the way that they would be like, hey, this is your first time, I suggest you do this, is to swallow the grape halves whole. And a glass of bubbly afterwards can obviously help to flush it all down. So if if you don't think 13 is unlucky, though, go Peruvian styles and eat an extra grape to ensure really good things will happen for you. Just really drive home the luck with that 13th grape. Do you do that after the the bell finishes or before? Because obviously there's no bell toll for the 13th one. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you would just continue. I think rather than mm. starting earlier, you'd probably just continue and you'd be like, you know what, one more just to add on. And you'd one do that more. into the new year. Just so in case. Yeah, I think it's essentially like everyone's going, boom, happy new year. You just pop and that last just, you're grape finishing in. your 13th grape. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, the grape of choice for Spaniards, is from the Vinalopo region of Alicante, that gorgeous seaside town I was telling you about before. 
and it's famous for its very delicate and easily eaten skin. So it's softer and quite easy to bite through. Because you know how some grapes oh, are very leathery? Oh, yeah. Chewy yeah, and it's quite bitter. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And to slide on into talking about flavors, that was very well done. The flavor of the Same grapes way. is also an important factor. With a sweet one predicting a good year ahead and a sour one than great year ahead. So ideally, mm. if you're me, I'd want a balance between both. With obviously more sweet grapes. But also, yeah. if you're not superstitious and none of this means anything to you, you don't really want to be just chugging down 12 to 13 really sour, bitter grapes. I feel like that's no. just more, who wants to do that on New Year's? You know, you're meant to be like hashing a loved one or like getting super drunk like no i'm just I mean you're probably pretty liquid okay. by that point so you're like i can't even taste grapes anymore oh my god though a picture this picture that you're at like a really awesome festival and like the band is on stage and it's like the act like the final great act not final because obviously there'd be music after but it's like boom 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 like they're ringing in the new year and you've just got your grapes six in each pocket and you're just like yeah all my friends are pissed and i'm in the crowd Woo-hoo! <laughs> okay we're actually for the first time in years going out yeah. for like an absolute rager this new year's covid levels yeah. permitting so now I'm just imagining me and like my heels and my ridiculous outfit and my full face of makeup, like in a in a club, just like raving on, and then being like, "Wait, where's my grapes and my fanny pack?" I just hope that by midnight just, they're not squished somewhere because just like gobbing down these like warm, sweaty grapes Ew. that I've like kept in a bag. <laughs> yeah, because you've been out for a few hours by now. They are yeah, warm. they are skin. They are probably squashed. Grapes because it's going to be very busy. You can have a most um, fanny pack. But then being squashed will maybe make them easier to eat. They're like pre-masticated. Just scoop out some wet <laughs> skin. Scoop out the no. wet skin. Like, no. Gross. <laughs> It'll be sticky. Oh, oh my God. A little flute, a little a flute fly, a little fruit fly just flying around. Oh yuck! Has my sound just real quickly? Has my sound been like okay this episode? Have you been able to you hear did, me properly? You dropped out for about three seconds, but you came back. Apart oh, from that, okay. you've been fine. Okay, I think that was good. probably my end rather than your end. That's all good. Um, super professional uh, podcasters over here. Oh, <laughs> oh, honestly, like I say, tech skills of a boomer. I literally just pulled my <laughs> my. I've got a headset with a microphone attached. I literally had the microphone up, so I've just pulled it down, so it's actually in front of my mouth. So, like, I could go. hear you. So I'm guessing it's fine. <laughs> it's probably just way clearer now, but that's okay. Um. Oh yeah. So the grapes. So. If you manage to make it through without dying at the stroke of midnight, you'll be good for the next 12 months. Yay! I mean, who doesn't want to start the new year off with a spontaneous deep-throating of 12 grapes? Vitamin C, fiber, 12 individual chances to potentially die, especially if you're a bit drunk. I mean, the adrenaline rush. The adrenaline rush of being that close to death. It must be 
Oh no, I'm not going to go into that on a podcast. That's too dark. That's conversations for you and me alone. <laughs> I didn't realize so we had a line, but now we do. No, I'm going to start talking about my next little New Year's Eve food, if that's okay, okay. with you. Please do. So, <laughs> next up, Japan, because Woo! we love, we fucking love Japan. Uh, I'm talking about Toshikoshi Soba, which is New Year's Eve noodles. Noodles yeah. made from buckwheat. Yes. Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. So in Japanese culture, it's customary to welcome the New Year with a bowl of delicious soba noodles in a ritual known as Toshikoshi Soba or Year Crossing Noodles. So you eat them noodles at the crossing of the years, which I kind of love. I kind of just love it. It just makes me I mean, so happy. I like a midnight snack, so I'm on board. A hundred and fucking Toshikoshi percent. That's all I have to say <laughs> to that. So no one is entirely sure where Toshikoshi Soba first came from, which is hilarious because I'm like, it's got to be something that's been going on for fucking centuries. But uh, apparently it's, yeah, like I said, been going on for a while. And it's believed that the delicious soba noodles, thin shape and long length is meant to signify a long and healthy life, which I Remember when I talked about um, fuck, oh, I'm having an absolute mare. The noodles that I was talking about, longevity noodles. Remember? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just like I think it might just be similar to that. Obviously, longevity noodles I believe are Chinese. Shit, I'm having no, maybe not. I think are they? I've literally just started I talking know about people... them. I know people from the Philippines who eat longevity noodles. Oh, maybe it's across a range of yeah. cultures and countries. Because I know, I, for fuck's sakes, Charlotte, I made a podcast episode about it. You'd think I'd remember, right? But have we think, recorded that episode yet? Yes, we have. Okay. We have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just have completely forgotten it. Don't worry. It's uh, Thursday after a very long week. After a day of work, anyway, uh, many people believe that uh, the buckwheat plant used to make soba noodles is a very resilient plant. People eat the noodles on New Year's Eve to signify their strength. The custom and its name change, depending on the region you're in in Japan, means basically the tradition of eating soba noodles on New Year's Eve, and it's all about. Um, like slurping up that symbolism of uh good like good health and um it's fulfilling and peaceful and it uh there's so many different things like i found like every single article that i read about this there was like different reasons like um one thing was that the tree like the buckwheat plant is very resilient and so eating that signifies the strength and the resilience and then there's another one that's like to break free from the past. So like splitting the year that you've been in with the new year ahead um, because each noodle is supposed to break quite easily. So it's like splitting the uh, past. So when you chew it, you're like cutting it up. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, like I said, like gathering strength and resilience from like this very strong crop um, because they're supposed to be nice. quite hardy. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it's, yeah, it's, 
there's a range of different reasons, but it just is kind of like eating this delicious um, soup and noodle dish is just a tradition that is very popular. And I mean, I can see why. Who doesn't want to eat like a delicious bowl of noodles at New Year's Eve, right? I mean, I'm keen. I mean, I can't say I've ever done it, but I would give it a go if I, I mean, fuck, I'm hungry at New Year's. I'm just usually yeah, drunk, so I don't hungry. remember to eat. <laughs> I'm always hungry. I'm normally snacking when I'm drunk because priorities. Priorities, people. Priorities. Uh, exactly. Um, Toshikoshi soba is usually served in a really like simple, delicious way. It's got the broth, which I saw is often made from kombu. And then it's served with radish, like spring onions, maybe a little meat. But a yeah. lot of the dishes I saw didn't have meat. It's not... It, it kind of looked ramen-y, but it didn't look like there was, it didn't look like ramen. Like, I didn't see mushrooms, I didn't see a whole heap of, like, greenery, I didn't see bamboo shoots, I saw nothing like that. Like, it was, it was it's simple. kind of just like a broth with noodles. Yeah, very simple, very nutritious, very, like, umami, and, um, yeah, superstitious or not, I think enjoying Toshikoshi Soba, um is a really cute tradition it's like very long-standing it's like japanese people have been doing it for a really long time in the new year and as someone who is obsessed with eating japanese food and soups in particular researching for this episode meant that i have definitely saved a few recipes of toshikoshi <laughs> soba because i want to try making some at home yes. not to eat on new year's but i just will definitely eat. just be making them yeah as we slide into summer, classic, but that's okay. I will still eat them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Please. So that is the end of mine. Grapes and noodles, classic dishes. <laughs> They're not dishes, but that's okay. Totally. You put them in a dish. They're a dish. Yeah, I just can't get over the grapes. I was like, I have to talk about this. This is redonkulous. Love it. I mean, I like grapes. I'm okay with it. Mm. Same. Yeah. No, I think it's good. I think it's good. So that's the end of our episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something new. And if, as always, we pronounce something wrong, go fuck us up in our DMs, please. Just let us know. We love we it. Haven't, we we love haven't it. had we actually haven't had no one has anyone... raged at us yet, which amazes me, but also yeah. makes me think. That maybe no one else knows how to pronounce these words either. <laughs> I mean, I think I would hope that other people can see that we approach it from a very, we hope we're doing the right thing kind of. I would hope I'm doing the right thing. And if I'm not, I would welcome someone to pull me up on it. Hope and I know you're exactly the same. Right, but I never <laughs> remember to check. And it's just because I'm a doofus. So <laughs> if someone just wants to flick me a message and tell me how to say it, I am open to that also. Yeah, it's not it's not a um trying desperately to be really like, I want to get this wrong and piss people off. It's a I'm gonna try and do this right, and if it's wrong, someone educate me. Someone <laughs> tell me. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. but please rate us, review us, subscribe, hit that listen button, tell your friends about it. Um Go follow us on our Instagram. We say the same thing every week. I feel like uh, if you 
are not already listening to us, then that would be weird because why would you be at the end of this podcast hearing me say this? But please tell your friends and family if you've got people that you think would enjoy us. I know we swear a lot, but that's not changing. Sorry. <laughs> I think we sweared that much this episode, actually. I think this was possibly our cleanest episode ever. Possibly. Um, I put the explicit rating on every single thing just because I get worried that Spotify will penalize us otherwise. Or anchor. Yeah. Um, But yeah, slide into our DMs, send us voicemails, say hi, all that good shit. And we'll see you next time and have a great new year. Happy 2020. May it be less shit than the last two years.